Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Wednesday, September 16th. I'm Wayne Pratt. It has been nearly six months since municipal courts in St. Louis County were able to convene in person. Many have gone virtual to avoid huge backlogs, and some hope it remains an option post-pandemic. We've had people that were literally at work and were able to appear for their court night instead of having to take off work. We will run down the pros and cons of virtual municipal courts in just a few minutes. The pandemic may worsen an existing teacher shortage in Missouri. Teachers were pitted against politicians this summer over whether it was safe for them and students to return to classrooms. Assistant Education Commissioner Paul Katnick says the state education department has issued about 400 fewer teaching certificates compared to a year ago. I think it's a reasonable assumption, probably even likely, that uh, the pandemic has not helped us much here in terms of teacher workforce. Enrollment in teaching programs at Missouri colleges has declined over the last decade. Katnick says only about a third of teachers stay in the profession more than five years. A member of St. Louis County Executive Sam Page's own party has introduced a bill that would give the county council oversight of federal coronavirus relief money. St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman has more on the legislation from Democrat Rita Days. Back in April, the council voted along party lines to give Page the ultimate authority in distributing nearly $175 million in CARES Act funds. At the time, supporters argued that getting council approval for each expenditure would delay the response to the pandemic. Recently, however, Days and others have raised questions about Page's plan for the money. The county is required to spend the entire amount by the end of the year, but its own data show that more than $105 million remain. A spokesman says Page objects to the change and worries there will not be enough money to meet all the needs. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Leaders of the St. Louis Art Museum are looking for a new director. Brent Benjamin is stepping down next summer. He took the helm in 1999. Benjamin led the museum through a $160 million capital campaign. Board Chair Charles Lowenop says Benjamin's role leading the National Association of Art Museum Directors has also boosted the museum's standing. Museum directors around the country recognized what a leader he was. And it's been wonderful for St. Louis because, again, it reinforces our national and international reputation. Museum leaders will now ask community members what they want in a new director before they begin to recruit candidates. The large white dove sign that hangs out front of the West County Center in St. Louis County is the focus of an art walk to promote local artists. St. Louis Public Radio's Chad Davis reports. Eleven local artists have designed their own interpretations of the dove sign. The pieces are displayed on the first floor of the mall and visitors can cast a vote for their favorite art project. The art will be auctioned off to support the St. Louis Artists Guild, which assists artists' exhibitions. 50% of the proceeds will go to the guild and the other half will go to the artists. Sean Phillips is with the West County Center. He knows a lot of artists have lost work during the coronavirus pandemic. Many of the local art fairs had been canceled. And wanting to put together a project where we could incorporate some local artists and also allow them an opportunity to earn money. 
The installation will be on display through September. I'm Chad Davis, St. Louis Public Radio. Municipal courts in St. Louis County have not convened in person for nearly six months because of the pandemic. That has led to a backlog of thousands of cases, from speeding tickets to uncut grass. As St. Louis Public Radio's Rachel Lippman reports, the courts have found a way to operate virtually similar to many other institutions. Before she was named to the St. Louis County Circuit Court in 2017, Judge Renee Hardin-Tammons spent years in the county's municipal court system. That left her better able to understand the impact of a potential long-term shutdown of those courts. It doesn't allow for people to really have the access to the system as they should. I mean, as citizens, they should have access to the courts. So in May, Hardin Tammons got to work drafting protocols for holding virtual court. It really uh, gave them the basics of Zoom. It gave them a form for the potential notice that they could send out, the step-by-step protocol, how they should conduct it once they got people in court, all the way down to how to set up a virtual background. Of the 80 municipal courts in the county, Hardin Tammons says, more than two-thirds are now offering a virtual option. Frontenac was among the first to do so. Judge Andrea Niehoff has been holding her monthly dockets on Zoom since June. It does take a little more time from the court's perspective because we have a check-in process and then court. We stagger the docket because we don't want to be overwhelmed with 100 people at the same time. Niehoff says so far, things are going well. We've had wonderful turnout. Participants seem to love it. It took University City's Municipal Court a bit longer to make the switch. But City Manager Gregory Rose says that had more to do with a nationwide run on video conferencing equipment than opposition to virtual court. The equipment that we need, all the other courts need, and you couple that with more people working from uh, home, uh, it just exacerbated uh, the problem of trying to purchase the equipment that was needed. Securing the needed equipment is often just the first complication in operating virtual court. Some judges worry about being certain that defendants understand the process. And then there's the basic issue of accessing platforms like Zoom and WebEx, says Beth Hubner. She's a criminology professor at the University of Missouri, St. Louis. If people are required to go virtually to court, they have to have access to the Internet. And it not only has to have access to the Internet itself, but pretty strong Internet. Hubner's research found that many of the people who spent time in the St. Louis County Jail over the last six months returned to areas of the county that lack high-speed Internet, overwhelmingly, but not exclusively, North County. And some places that offer free access, like libraries, aren't open. And we have to remember that if you don't comply with court orders, then you can be given a failure to appear and have future sanctions because of that. Hardin Tammons says courts are making accommodations. They're saying, hey, if uh, you don't have a smartphone, then call into the court. There is the option that if a person doesn't have a smartphone or PC, that they could reschedule their court date uh, for an in-person proceeding. The Missouri Supreme Court will decide whether virtual hearings can continue after in-person proceedings resume. Niehoff, the municipal judge in Frontenac, hopes the judges allow it. We've had people that were literally at work and were able to appear for their court night instead of having to take off work. 
We have people with small children. They don't have to get a sitter or bring their small child to court. We have people that don't have valid driver's licenses. It will be a while before such a decision would affect St. Louis County. Under guidelines established in May, courtrooms in the county won't reopen for at least a month. I'm Rachel Lippman, St. Louis Public Radio. Our Fred Ehrlich edited that report. Shula Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com.